Hero ball. It's one guy dodging and five watching. Here comes Stanwick against McLeod. Stanwick on the inside. If it counts, Hopkins wins. The Blue Jays complete the comeback. Shaq Stanwick in overtime for the game winner. What up, what up? Welcome to the Crease Dive Live Show. We are recapping the first round of the NCAA tournament. All eight games on Saturday and Sunday are over. The quarterfinal is set. And uh, yeah, so right now, uh, let, let's just get right into the Sunday games because it's going to be fresh on everybody's mind. And starting off, we almost had the biggest upset in NCAA lacrosse history. Bobby Moe, the 16 seed, almost came out. <laughs> Bobby Moe. Maryland the scare of scares. Yeah. They, uh, dude, they came out and they were just. They were shit pumping Maryland, the team who's been to the Final Four for four straight years. They were just demoralizing their SSDMs. They were having their way. Bobby Moe was on fire in that first half. The thing is, like, they're dumbasses because everybody knew at least Can't everyone go up with early. a brain. Can't go up that early. Cannot go out that Dude, early. You cannot go out that early. You, you're going up against John Tillman. He's basically the Belichick of college lacrosse. Like he, nobody knows how to tournament better than Tillman does. So like, if you just snap off in the first half, obviously Tillman's going to adjust in the second half. One of those adjustments is he told Connor Kelly to just start ripping the shit out of the ball, and Connor Kelly, recurring guest on people the people forget he's a shooter too. He had the range. They were they were giving him. They, yeah, dude. They were they were not respecting that. I know that I'm already going off on a tangent here, but what the fuck is up with the All-American? Did you see this yet? Oh, wow. Uh, so the All-American yeah. list came yeah. out. Connor Kelly, first team All-American midi, even though the kids played attack. Yeah, we asked him when he came on the show. We're like, are you a midi or attack? And he's like, I'm an attack man. Not really sure why. This is uh, this gets brought up week after week. <laughs> Whatever. Also, I mean, what first team All-American either way. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so he he just starts ripping the shit out of the ball in the second half. Maryland comes out with a 14-11 win. They avoid the scare, but Bobby Moe was on a tear in that first half, and I everybody was rooting for that. Yeah, uh, I, I went home for Mother's Day because I'm a good son, and uh, yeah, she was she was pulling for the Bobby Moes, and uh, yeah, she wanted to see the upset. It would have been good for content, but I'm uh, definitely happy uh, Maryland's in because I had them in my Final Four. You haven't gone to the championship, right? Or Duke? I, I have him in the final four. I got Duke Loyola there. Um, yeah, dude, yeah. I think Gutterding got fucked uh, too. Gutterding got fucked. I'd probably put Gutterding in there as first team over Teat just because uh, Gutterding is a senior and, and Teat's going to be first team for the next two years. Um, but, I mean, dude, we've said this on the podcast for like ever that – there's so many like, sick ass attackmen in the nation this year that like you can't just pick three yeah. to be. That's that's why they put Connor Kelly as a midfielder. <laughs> They're like, all right, we, we yeah, need we like, need to find a way to squeeze in there. They had to make yeah. room for guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, a tough one for Gutterding. But dude, like the thing like with Gutterding that we've seen time and time again is if you disrespect the guy, he's gonna come out there and just beat the shit out of whoever's in his way next. So if you don't put him on a you know player of the year watch list in the beginning of the year, he's gonna snap off for ninety nine points in the season. Uh, and uh, yeah, bar sardine, my trick is, is that a is that a. a uh, it's one of fucking. <laughs> it's, it's one of my friends. Um, moving on to the next game, we got uh, Hopkins Georgetown, which I thought were two very very similar teams coming into this. Um, we saw Georgetown's defense that kind of won them the Big East, not kind of that won them the Big East, and then 
don't know. They just did not have enough in the tank to hold up uh, with the with the Blue Jays. Well, dude, I mean, they did. Like, first off, Georgetown's defense. Uh, you, were te- you were texting me during the game. Was, you were like, dude, like these guys are like cute. Like that is a thick squad. Like those are a bunch of just grown ass. What'd you guys. call them? Oatmeal boys. The oatmeal boys. <laughs> oatmeal boys. They are they are whipping up some oatmeal uh, for breakfast every single morning. But dude, like that defense is sick, and they were just bullying. Uh, Hopkins offense, but then like big time players show up for big time games. Kyle Moore was that dude. Kid had five goals in the fourth yeah. quarter alone. This, like Hopkins was down what eight, eight four to start the fourth quarter. Yeah, like eight four eight three something like that. He goes off. He has five goals. Dude, Hopkins ran the same exact flip, little flip play. Having uh, Kyle Moore come off of, uh, he probably has like a double screen up top. So he comes around off that to his left hand, little flip behind the net. And dude, they ran the same exact play, two possessions in a row, both of them end with a Kyle Moore goal. Uh, dude, they even tried yeah. to run. Imagine, imagine if he was on Albany, by the way. I, I kept thinking that. Like, just go play for his dad. I, I, I don't know, man. I, you, I, like, you don't think he would mesh? He'd mesh with like Dayoga and Fields? I just I, I don't think he would mesh with his dad. Like that'd be like be like shut up, dad. Like let me just ball out real quick. And yeah. be like, oh, fuck you. Like go to your room. Um, Can't really say that to Petromala. They get the belt out, <laughs> dude. They tried to run that same play in overtime, um, which was just so cocky. They're like, we dunked on you with this play two times in a row. We're gonna try to dunk on you again in overtime. It didn't work out that it's time. Disrespect season. Disrespect season is always said. Huge disrespect season. Uh, but then in overtime, Shackleford Stanwick. Whoa, Shackleford Stanwick. The last. Is that his real name? Is that his real name? Yeah, dude. The Stanwicks are. <laughs> you should have him tattooed by now. Uh, but Shaq Stanwick, the last of his name making sure that there is a Stanwick in college across for at least one more week as he scores the overtime dagger with a crease dive, does it for the brand for, uh, for the brand. Hopkins. So, I mean, dude, like Hopkins had a scare there. They were looking shit, 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 uh, at least halfway through the third quarter. Somehow they turn around end of the third quarter there, fourth quarter, tie it up, send it to overtime. Jack Stanwick with the win. Uh, so Hopkins advances, and that's a, another year in a row now where the Big East champion has gone down in yeah. the uh, first round of the tournament. Well, when I when I was watching, I just kept uh, I just kept thinking of Tierney just being just so sly because if all right if Denver wins the Big East, you still got to propose the question of. I mean, it also depends how Georgetown or Villanova would do, but I mean, we didn't think uh, Big East was going to be a three team a three league team, and then. I mean, they did. They did put up a good fight. I mean, I have Hopkins. I have Hopkins winning the whole thing. You have him losing to Duke next week, correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. uh, I mean, I, I thought that we were cool with gutterding like that, but I guess you're an asshole. No, uh, it's a fade, Rabio. Reverse jinx. We already talked about that. Um, and then, yeah, just let's let's go right there to the two fifteen game, uh, Denver versus Notre Dame. That would I, I think I think that was my my favorite game, even though it was like so low scoring and uh, it was so low scoring and the fact that you know us on the crease that we always talk about offensive players and you know we get some deep polls saying you know show us some love. Which by the way, on the Instagram accounts we've been posting a shit ton of uh, deep poll videos with some fi- like yeah uh, yeah definitely. So I, I don't, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> um, but that 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 game though was uh, especially for the first half. What it was like six five something like that. 
Well, six six. I think it was well, tight. So it was like six five, six four. But don't get this but twist. Get it was Denver six. Ryder Garnsey four. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, Ryder put on a show in that first half. And like I, I don't know what was but like obviously Denver's defense is one of the best in the nation. But like but like it didn't look like anybody else on Notre Dame had any interest in just going to the cage. But like that's what you get with Ryder. Like he's like such yeah. a he's, he puts his head down. Like he has like even though yeah, even though he did it he did it for the brand, the one with the Kristoff. But Ryder's a fucking beast, dude. He's so fun to watch. You you texted me, you're like, he's he just gets it. Like he's I understand that. Lacrosse isn't all. You can't play street ball like in basketball, where you just kind of put your head down and go to the cage. But there was no one, and I know Costabile was back. Uh, you had Gleason was back from injuries, but and th- and those are from from the midfield side. Mikey Wynn, I told you, I, I've been talking about him all year. He went from having fifty points as a freshman to like I think he had nineteen goals going into this game his senior year. So he's kind of been like a non-factor on like the milk carton. Ryder, has, there was just kind of no one with like a a will to go to the cage, and Ryder kept doing that, and that's why he had what. Three or four of their goals, in the, or all of their goals. In the yeah, first yeah. Time. he had their first yeah. four goals, and like the kid doesn't give a single fuck about his body. Like he'll just like go yeah. to like these two <laughs> spots, get work because uh, he's a smaller guy. He talked to it. He talked to us in his interview. He's like, I don't go in the weight room, so he like doesn't have like pounds on him. Yeah. He just gets like beat the shit, but he still keeps going. Um, and then dude. Ethan Walker is oh he's the low to high to the day you die uh, staple boy like like today like I I've I've always been a Kyle Marr fan and an Ethan Walker fan but today like the goals that these kids were scoring were so saucy I mean dude there's nothing prettier than an Ethan Walker just swim turn, just turn around the rip a swim to an immediate low to high laser like this kid just rips the shit out of the ball it is so silky smooth. Uh, so he, Ethan Walker, he had a few, uh, trying, trying to think of who else really, uh, put on a show. Oh, for, French. Uh, oh, French. French. Yeah. yeah he had a great day. So, and, uh, and you gotta give the goalie credit. Ready played outstanding. Yeah. A little, uh, Mannheim township guys, central PA. Uh, but really? Like, but like Notre Dame, like their defense did exactly what they should. Like I, I said in the preview for this game that, you know, I, I thought that Denver was going to have around like eight goals. They ended up scoring nine. So Notre Dame's defense did their job. John Sexton was an absolute animal all over the field, dude. Anytime yeah. the ball's on the floor and John Sexton is within like ten yards of it, he's getting the ball up. Like, he's gonna, you say he he's, needs he needs a vacuum sponsorship. He needs a vacuum sponsorship. I mean, dude, he's gonna like hockey it between your legs, like one hand, pick it up, send it down the other end of the field, transition. Like he's sick. So like their defense did their job. It's just that Notre Dame's offense was strictly Garnsey for the most part. Then Costabile had two. Costabile's two goals though they were cannons uh and then Mike yeah, had a rock but like but there there just wasn't enough offense for Notre Dame in that one and now heading into the quarterfinal everybody gets this Baptiste uh Erlen matchup at the faceoff X that we've been waiting for so that's gonna be sick before we talk about that matchup uh final game of the night just wrapped up not too long ago Cornell hangs on to beat Cuse at the dome obviously this is a game that I think everyone wanted Cornell to win this one just to kind of say fuck you to the selection committee to for giving Syracuse the home game. Um, but do, let, let me just say this real quick. If you shut off Jeff Keat, you're an asshole because I want this kid to get 100 points. Like every time the team shut – like 
let the kid get to 100 points, then shut him off. Like, let, let the yeah. kid get his 100. And then <laughs> Just like he, Brett Favre when he went down on purpose to get let Michael Strahan sack him. Yeah. I Yeah, definitely get that. Yeah, let him do the 100 points, then sick Mellon on him. But, I, dude, you can't take that away from Nick Mellon. He, he kind of – he, he did his part with uh with Jeff T and then you okay, know. He, he also had a huge uh I mean like the, the one of the few chances that Teat had to actually go to the cage Millen stripped him there uh was it Millen or Bombay I, I, is that I is that Bombay with with the turtle you talking about at the end when he ducked Nah, this was like earlier in the game I think that this I don't know. My, my memory's a little fuzzy. I've been watching 18 hours of lacrosse over the last two days. Uh, real quick, while we're talking about this game, though, uh, so obviously um, P- Peterson snapped off for Cornell, but Brendan Bomberry on offense had one of the filthier assists that we've seen all season. Uh, ball was on the carpet, rolling toward – he. Uh, obviously this is going to be bad audio for the podcast, but – <laughs> this uh you know the ball's coming down he's one touch ground balls off the floor one touch behind the back right to recurring guest nate solomon nate solomon comes down one on oh with the goalie dunks it um obviously this thing's on our social channels uh so yeah. it's on instagram on twitter at the crease dive instagram at the crease dive. but so bombberry is I mean, he's he's like unreal to watch. I yeah, I hope no, that whole Syracuse team between like Nate Bomberry and Rifus is just like a human highlight reel. Just we yeah. bad, but hey, but it's come to an end. And uh, the what is it? The home underdogs or no? The away under thing. What was Syracuse? They were the home underdogs essentially. Yeah, could not yeah, get it done. Yeah. We 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 both had Cornell winning that one. Yeah, uh, real quick, I saw someone earlier ask about how many picks did we get wrong in our brackets. Ravio, I think you have a, a perfect bracket Perfect so far. bracket. Ravio has got the perfect bracket. Then you just have the Notre Dame-Denver game. Yeah. But, I, wait, I, wait. I, I, but did, you, did you have Notre Dame beating Albany? Yeah, I have Notre Dame going to my final four. Ooh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> So far in the first round, that you know, that's my one that was wrong. Garnsey played I, like ass in the whole season until Marquette stops <laughs> stops sucking them all. Hey, he didn't have the best start to the season. Uh, let's see, uh, real quick before we uh, so so that was those were the Sunday games. Um, obviously, you know, if you're watching this right now, you probably watched those games. But Denver over Notre Dame nine to seven, Cornell over Syracuse ten to nine. Hopkins over Georgetown 10-9 in overtime with Shaq Stanwick getting the dagger there. And Maryland survives a little upset scare over Robert Morris, 14-11. Real quick, before we talk about these Saturday games, real quick, we got got any questions here? Um, Again, if if you're listening to Teeter Reeves right away. There you go. You got a question. Dude. Two different players. They're two different players, but I'm going going Reeves over T just because I think that – I think that T still he still has a little bit to learn. Like he, he was getting shut off and he just didn't seem to be very effective getting shut off. Like he, he was in like a weird spot. Like he was just like hanging out in the crease for a lot of the game. It didn't look really look like he was like quarterbacking the offense a lot. It looks like he was getting shut off and was just out of the offense. I think Reeves has more of that lacrosse IQ um, where he also like, shut him off. We always say uh, be, being a senior is like a huge difference. Those two years. 
Yeah, no, like that. That's what I'm. But like, that's why I would take Reeves right now, though, is just yeah. because like I feel like even if he's getting shut off, like he's still like you can shut him off. But then it's just like having a head coach out there on the field, like having a coach yeah. on the field. Where I just really didn't see that from Teat tonight. Um, but I mean, dude, like Teat's nasty, and he's going to be a three-time first-team All-American. Um, better question, Teeter Garns, dude. Uh, I don't I'm I don't want to get into Teeter Garns as players, but I do want to talk about Teeter Garns hair. Um because I think that that's probably the biggest matchup in college. See each of their own. Now. It's uh dark versus light, kinda of get into it. Maybe maybe Teet's got a little bit of a thicker flow. I <laughs> that sounds super questionable. Talking about I feel like I feel like Teet probably I feel like Teet hundred percent like takes way better care of his hair than Garnsey does and I think Garnsey <laughs> just like lets it fly like he said it himself in the interview he, the, he called the himself post, uh, post Malone <laughs> yeah uh, the ACC overrated the ACC overrated depends <sighs> depends what depends what kind of, depends uh depends what time of year depends yeah, what time of year. the thing they're so the, the conference the conference is like it's ACC and Big Ten are the two best conferences in the country. So like you can't take you can't take away like that that conference is like like that conference beats the shit out of the NEC, the SOCON, uh the Biggie, like it beats the shit out of every conference besides the Big Ten. The only issue is like I don't know. Like, I, I guess, like, so Virginia goes down to the Patriot League. Syracuse goes down to the Ivy. Uh, Notre Dame goes down to to Big East. So, like, did they did they not show up in the 2018 tournament? I guess not. But like, the the conference isn't overrated. It's just, I don't know. I guess that there is like, that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Richmond? By the way, I mean. After we're talking, you talked about the SoCon a little bit. What do you think about uh, what's it called? Who did Richmond play? Oh, Albany. Richmond played Albany. You want you want to get to the Saturday games? Yeah, let's let's talk about these Saturday games real quick because Albany was looking like the like Dane Train was on the express track yeah. on Saturday. Uh, dude, like, so Connor Fields, Connor Fields' knee has been obviously the biggest question heading into this NCAA tournament. It didn't look great no. on Saturday. He, he looked perfectly fine. Like he's another guy like Ben Reed where like, even if you know, his knees obviously. Like you said him. second coach, he's, he's a coach on the field. Exactly. So like, even when he like, like the reason why they beat Maryland earlier in the year is because Connor Fields was uh, their primary ball handler. Uh, and he was just taking his guy to the rack. I mean, he would have touches that would last, you know, 10, 12 seconds, which is like ridiculous going up against long pole and then getting slid from long. So like he's constantly having a pole on him and he'd still have the ball for like 10, 12 seconds at a time. He didn't want to carry the ball on Saturday. I don't know if he didn't want to carry the ball or if maybe that was just, it was obviously by design that Albany didn't want him carrying yeah. the ball, especially not in the first round, trying to preserve him a little bit. Um, but the knee didn't look great, but like still, like he knows where to get himself on the field. Um, and the combination between him and Dehoga is just. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, everything like we talked about before Dehoga even stepped on the campus. Like we knew this was kind of going to be this whole Batman Robin duo, like Curry Durant. I mean, they've been 
they've been unstoppable. Then that that's why I feel and like we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this um, in this week's episode on the Creek Hold up, real quick. What's up? We got a we got a quick uh, chime in here from Kyle Sweeney. He wants to talk about uh, Troy Ray getting a first half hat trick as a poll. Uh, again, this was the Albany Globe. That was nice yesterday. <laughs> um, so a first half Hattie. I, talk about. I, I said, uh, you know, I, 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 I said this on Saturday that I need Troy Ray to come out in next week as a long stick attackman. Uh, he'll play there with the what, what are they brothers or cousins or whatever. Um, but yeah, so Troy Ray with and again, but they, they, that's just like. Albany's offense is so nasty, and Albany's team in general is just like so like they play fast, they play loose that you can get you know pole goal Hatties, especially in the first half. There, um, the one thing I will say about Albany's offense is because you you started off by asking about Richmond. I just I don't want people to get ahead of themselves. Albany looked great mm-hmm. on Saturday. They looked like the Albany team that everybody had as one of their favorites to win the national championship this year against Richmond. You're not going to be playing. You're not going to be playing against that. Defense. No, you're be playing against that uh, that Denver Pyre defense, which is yeah. like we know. Yeah. So like, so like, as good as they looked, you have to kind of have that with an asterisk because I did not think that Richmond looked good. No, I, I didn't think Richmond looked good at all. They looked kind of that. That was a game where they looked completely out of their league. Robert Morris was a little bit of a different story. Uh, they kind of Richmond looked very, even though. I'm trying to say it. Richmond looked scared out there. They got like the helmet envy. They saw like the, the the purple, the yellow. They're like, oh shit, we're playing against Albany. You know, not every day or not every week does like Richmond get to play one of these you know top powerhouse teams. It was different for Robert Morris, Maryland. I, I felt like they came out with like a, a chip on their shoulder. You know, they were attacking. They weren't not afraid to go. I mean, they were definitely exposing those short sticks. Um, but with Albany, we talked about Fields and his injury. The knee is not a hundred percent. Like you blog about if anyone of you unfortunately or know someone who goes down with a non-contact knee injury it's not great and then you you even said it too I feel like at the end of the season we're gonna find out that Fields is like doing all this magic in the postseason with a torn ACL or like a an an MCL or some sort of knee injury yeah, kid, kid, is, kid is hockey tough yeah. as fuck, and I mean, he, I, well, it's his senior year. He doesn't want to end at all. He's 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 from he's from yeah. the frozen tundra as well. Uh, real quick from lax.com. Uh has the subpar officiating been brought up yet? Listen, like, lacrosse like, refs, I, refs in general suck. Refs in any single sport that you watch yeah. suck. They all suck, especially I feel like in lacrosse because like the sport is just. The sport isn't that big yet where every – like you, you think about like football ref. Like the majority of people that ref football probably grew up their entire lives playing football. People who are refing lacrosse, like you don't – like I, I don't know how many of them like probably grew up playing the sport. Like, I, they're prob- like a lot of them are probably, you know, people who got into refing and lacrosse was the sport then just kind of worked their way up that way. So – like, no, no, no. I, I, well, okay, you finished, but I, I don't, I don't think I agree with that. I, I don't, I don't think it. I don't think it's a knowledge thing. I think someone actually just said in the comments. I think it's like robot refs. I feel like they're so like accustomed to calling these certain calls. I mean, there, there were a couple. Um, what I'm saying though is, is the fact that they're robot refs because they didn't like 
like if, if you don't like grow up playing a sport like your entire like you never get a feel for that sport you just know what the rule book says and when you see the rule book so like yeah. so like uh what do we see in like the oh in the cornell syracuse game like nate solomon riding uh gets like an unnecessary uh, unnecessary like roughing or whatever the hell the call is yeah. um you know, just because like like refs are just they're not looking for the feel of the game they're not looking for like what is actually having an impact on the game like like there's so much shit that you can let fly um that i think refs should bite the whistle on but they just don't because they're looking at the rule book they're not looking at um you know the feel of the game and then there's there was a couple times uh where you know that I, I think the wrong call was made for people uh backing up a shot yeah. that's another one where like like uh, un- until you like have like uh, fucking like technology that actually like shows like who's closer to the ball when the ball goes out, the refs are always going to get that one wrong. But that's a tough call for them to make anyway. Like it's super quick. You're like turning your head, like you're trying to see the ball. You're trying to see who's going. Um, obviously, like it, it it should be your body that's closest to the ball, not the pole. But if a long pole is stretching out, like it's just it's in your eyes that that person's closer to the ball. So. Re- store moral of the story here refs suck ass no matter what sport you watch so like the refs are gonna suck ass in your favor and the refs are gonna suck ass against yeah. you so like whatever just bite the bullet uh two things real quick shout out to my monty boys and then the second one talking about the refs someone said can we talk about garnsey's crease bullshit which is i think he was talking about the crease dive that he had was that now i don't think that was in the crease so i'm yeah, also biased it, it would have been garnsey's i think third goal of the game it got waved off and then the notre dame went on the uh man up right after that and ball don't lie garnsey's stuck it on man up um yeah i i think yeah, I don't know, man. Again, like it's, it's just—it's so like. I, I think I saw someone in the uh, in the Instagram live chat talk about that uh, replays need to, you know, be be installed here. Uh, like, obviously, I, I don't know if like, I don't know if the NCAA just like doesn't feel like shelling out the money for replay systems for college across because it's not like as big of a draw as other sports. Um, but yeah, I think I think he might have been touching the line there, which like sucks, but. Um, I don't know. Whatever. I like again. There are going to be shitty calls that go against your team, and there are going to be shitty calls that your team gets the benefit. Like it all evens out. Like you just have to be like you have to go into everything knowing that the refs are going to fuck up and just deal with it. All right, let's uh, let's get into these Saturday games and wrap it up. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I guess we only have uh, yeah a few more games because we already talked about Albany versus Richmond. Uh, real quick, we, we don't really need to talk about Duke versus Nova at all. The one thing I will say is, uh, Justin Gutterding, if you are listening to this podcast right now, the Blue Devils need to knock this shit off with the bounce shots. All right. Bounce shots only count for half goals. Everybody knows that. Uh, Nakia Montgomery had a hat trick for Duke, but they were all bounce shots. So no more bouncers for the rest. You, you guys get like one bouncer a game, but do not, you guys score 17 goals against Nova. And I feel like 10 of them were bounce shots. So uh, Duke beat the shit out of Villanova. Villanova kept it. Yeah, if fa- face-offs hurt them in the end, honestly. They, they've had injuries in the face-off year. Yeah. All right. Injuries in the face-off X all year. Um, dude. What about, uh, I was going to say, Yale-UMass. Yale, that is the one game I had on my sneaky upset alert. Yale and Ivy League. No, UMass and Ivy League teams do just do not get along. Absolutely hate each other. They came off the bus 
a little flat-footed UMass, and then they had the comeback, and the Bulldogs had to kind of fend them off there. Yeah, I mean, like, but here, here's the super deflating thing is like, so you're going up against Ben Reeves, a uh, you know, first team All American, Wharton finalist, one of the best attackmen in the nation, and you're like, all right, like we gotta hold this guy down, like we can't let him score, we can't let him beat us, like we have to do everything we can, and like, I mean, he got point. What yeah. did he have like two goals, four assists, or something like that. So he had like a six point game, but Jackson Morrill, seven goals, seven goals. In an NCAA tournament first round game, um, I mean, like, like that has to be such a kick in. Like, your fo- like the whole week of practice, like these guys are probably zoning in on number two. Can't let them, you know, can't let them, uh, can't let them beat the shit out of us in this game. And then all of a sudden, here comes Jackson Morrill popping in seven goals. So that, uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if that goes on the on the coaching staff or what. And obviously, Reeves found them a couple of times. I think like all four of Reeves' assists were to him. But yeah, huge game for him. Seven goals in one game. What a fucking beaut. No, uh, you got anything? No, that, that's about it. Kind of wanted to just get in on the Loyal Virginia, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap this one up, and then everything else that uh, everything else that we'll, we'll talk about the the yeah, we'll talk about the quarterfinal games ahead of us, and that'll drop on what Friday? We thinking? Yeah, yeah. So uh, quarterfinal preview will be out on Friday. Uh, and then, yeah, so listen, fellas, we only got seven more games left in the 2018 college lacrosse season. We got uh, got a few quarterfinal games coming up here next weekend or this coming weekend, I guess. I don't know, whatever the fuck day this is. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then it's uh, Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. The boys right They're now. They're getting looking like the Boots on the ground to Gillette heavy. Stadium, Boots maybe. Boots on the ground at Gillette. Not Hofstra, not Hofstra. Uh, yeah, we so there. now uh, we're, we're, we're not going to be at Hofstra. Um, yeah, I, I made it out to Delaware for the quarterfinal matchup last, last year, but uh, I, I think we're going to be saving up our time and energy for Gillette for Memorial Day weekend. So uh, if you're going to be there, let us know, and uh, we will come. Uh, yeah. Robbie <laughs> will uh, do some stick tricks with you. Uh, I'm bringing my yeah, stick so, on so This, uh, this <laughs> final game of the first game. round. Loyola versus Virginia. Loyola is my pick to win it all. And what I saw from them for the most part in this game was exactly what I was expecting to see out of this Loyola team. And it is Pat Spencer being – again, we talk about all these great attackers. We talk about Ben Reed, Connor Fields. We talk about Justin Gutterding, T. I think that Pat Spencer – all these guys are great. Connor Kelly. I think yeah. Pat Spencer is the most versatile out of all. Uh, of them. I think that okay. he doesn't. He's not the he's not the best at every at one thing. I, I I think that all those players that I mentioned have one thing that they are like probably the best at. Pat Spencer isn't one of them, but out of all of them, he is so incredible. He's everything on the offensive side of the field. He is so good at that when you put it all together, he's the most versatile. He's the most rounded. And we saw him do everything that he can do against Virginia. I mean, we, we saw him just – kid's 6'3", big body. He body, he bullied his way to the cage for, for a goal. Uh, he had one off ball where he cut through the crease, caught it in his right hand, kept fading out to that left wing, just kind of had like a – almost like a fadeaway uh, turnaround lefty bullet. Uh, you know, he, he had a nasty time. So he is so good. And that's what I was expecting out of Loyola Virginia credit to them they 
every time that Loyola went on like a, you know, like a two, three, four goal run, Virginia was there to answer it again. Um, so, I mean, this was the closest game that Loyola's had in, since March 31st. So it, this was probably good for, for Loyola to get a tight game. Like you, you don't want to go like just like cakewalk your way through, you know, the first round quarterfinals yeah. and get the Memorial Day weekend, have a tight game and get your dicks kicked in. So I think that the yeah, so my, my, my thing was that all right, one of an answer question. We do need to get Jim Brown on the crease dive. He's an OG, you know, us here at the crease dive. Respect the OGs. Um, two, it was the, the play that stuck out to me the most where like I texted you. I was like, dude. Pat Spencer is fucking filthy. It was when he got hit and just used that to propel him to shoot it. Like you can't, you don't, you don't get taught that. He's just the most naturally gifted, I think, out of this whole like attack bombardment that we have had this year. And he's just, I don't know, he's he's been he's been lights out all year. I mean, he he's constantly putting up two, three goals, and then what, five, six? He he's. Versatile is a great word that you use. I'm, I'm, I'm getting real. I'm getting real sick and tired of seeing people trying to take him out of the Twarton talk. Um, so many people are like looking for people to like replace Pat Spencer in that finalist group. Like, fuck off, idiots. Uh, so who do you have? So I mean, because that, that's another question. Who, who do you have as your Twarton pick? I personally, I'll answer first. I, I think it's gonna be whoever the offensive LeBron is of the team to bring them to win in Boston. I think, and and, and that and that's, that doesn't sound great, but it could also be Baptiste. I'm I'm saying depending on how far, if if Denver makes it to the Final Four, it has to be like Baptiste. Like, yeah. I, you have to treat the Tawarton like a lifetime achievement award at that point, mm-hmm. and give it to Baptiste for setting the career record. Um, and dude, like I mean, like we saw today against Notre Dame, like it is a game changer when changer. like. At, like when when Notre Dame was down two with like four minutes left, I was like, that game's over because even if they score a goal here to bring it within one, they're still losing the ball the next face off, and Denver's gonna have at least you know a couple minute possession. Like, like he just changes the game so much. Um, yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Well, like, hey, this, hey, this hey, match up against last, Erlen, Yeah, I was gonna say the last Erlen is the, two is of the best face off kids in the country. The lax gods yeah. have spoken again. If, it's, if, a, it's a it's a Greg Gurland Greg Gurlandian wet dream. I don't yeah, know if so if if Baptiste somehow gets smoked against Erland, then like maybe you'd have to give it to uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Obviously there are a ton of people that deserve to be in the conversation. It's tough that it's only go down to five finalists, but like like again, like I, I said this before, like people like uh, you know people that are upset that Jeff Teat isn't a finalist, like kids, kids a sophomore. Like yeah, he's he'll, a he'll get there eventually. He's gonna be a finalist next year and the year after that. Um, all right, I'm so just I'm still a little bit bitter about I'm still a little bit bitter about uh, the inside across media poll guttering not being on it, dude. He's one point away from a hundred. I don't I don't get how you snub him, but he's he's been doing this all year, so. Yeah, I mean, dude, like, I mean, look at that second team All America group for the attack. We got Gutterding, Fields, and Jules Hennenberg. Like, that's a fucking yeah, it's loaded. lineup. People forget Baptiste was originally going to play football at Franklin and Marshall. That is very true. A lot of people forget that. And Chris Hogan played the Centennial Conference. Uh, I also saw someone say that uh, people forget that Stifler scored the game winning goal in American Pie. Uh, I'll tell you what, dude, Stifler is. Uh, 
fucking lefty legend. Uh, real quick, before we wrap this up, uh, let's uh, let's let's take a few more questions here to wrap up the first round of the. My, my phone, my phone's on like three or four percent, by the way. <laughs> All right, so uh, get, yeah, rapid fire here. If there is nothing, we will just uh, close this one. And then we will see what we're gonna record Wednesday and the episode drop Friday. Uh, yeah. We're gonna we, hey wait we're gonna have a, a good guest in store for you guys. We had uh, Gutterding on the podcast last week. If you guys didn't go check that, check that out right now. It's on iTunes. This and then this week we got a couple things in the works. So stay tuned. And uh, yeah, like you said before, the Crease Dives, uh, Crease Dive Boys, have a lot of things in the works. Gonna be down at Memorial Day weekend, Gillette Stadium, boots on the ground. So super pumped Real about quick, that. Uh, final so, uh, yeah. final questions here. I'm just gonna rapid fire answer these. You don't have to chime in here. But favorite mm-hmm. matchup coming up here? Uh, oh, pitching. I, I, obviously, it has to be Baptiste Erlen. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's gonna be one that everyone's gonna be watching. Thoughts on thoughts? Duke, Hop- Duke Hopkins is my favorite. Duke there Hopkins, my thoughts two. on Brian Costabile. Uh, kid was just letting unleashing cannons today. It sucks that you know he only was able to get two on the board there, but um, I'm recruiting him for my war at the shore team. So and just I, I like top to him. Stiffle on the crease dive that will be in the works. Lafayette, worst lax team in the country. <laughs> we will uh, plead the fifth on that That's one. A- Cuse over Cuse in an alley brawl that doesn't make sense. Oh, Cuse over Cornell. In a, yeah, dude, Cuse would beat the shit out of Cornell in a back alley brawl. Uh, Chris Hogan on the crease dive. Yeah, if anybody uh, – listen, fill up Chris Hogan's inbox with uh, with requests for him to come on the crease yeah. dive. We, we need to get him on there. And uh, Lex – He coached me back in the day. I've been spamming his Facebook inbox. I'm like, hey, buddy, hop on. The brand needs yeah. you. Cause, cause a lot of people still forget to this day that he played Wait, lacrosse. So, um, lacrosse. Yeah, man. Chris Hogan, like the football player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he played lacrosse. All right. Well, hey, with that, hey, you, you you learn something new every day, and with that, Chris Hogan played lacrosse. The quarterfinals are set, and we will see all you bitches on Friday with our quarterfinal preview episode. Uh, all this, uh, this. Instagram live, all this audio will be up on the podcast tomorrow morning. Uh, we will also have a full recap of the first round games in blog form for all you people who know how to read. Uh, you, you know, you can humble brag and flex on people that you are literate. Uh, so that'll be up on the blog tomorrow. And yeah, we are going to wrap this thing up before Robbie O's phone dies. So um, low to high to the day we die. Ethan Walker, we out. Oh,